Lord, speak to us. Lord, speak to us. Close your eyes with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to commune with you this morning. Our hearts long to be with you. Our ears long to listen to your word. Our tongue desire all the food that you have for us. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We thank you for comfort of the scriptures. We thank you for the exhortation of our spirits. We thank you for inspiration. We thank you for progression in the faith. We honor you. We love you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Give a hand offering to the Lord. You can be seated. You can be seated. God bless you so much for making it today. I believe your life is going to be touched in a special way. Anyway, greetings from uh, Pastor Michael and Amy. Yeah, they extend their greetings this morning. Actually, Amy mentioned the name of almost everyone here. Yeah, <laughs> just to, just for me to send special greetings to you. Mm. So she says hi. <laughs> wow, it's a special day. Anyway, he said he has more to say. He has more to say, and he wants to have time with the people here. Yeah. Those seated here, particularly at this time. <laughs> so I told him that maybe we'll have a session with him on Google Meet. If it's not appropriate, that means he would have to come again for one Sunday to complete what he has for us. Okay, so I believe you were blessed. You learned so many things from the scriptures. The first day, the second day. Don't forget these things. Mm. Be a practitioner of the things that he spoke. This is life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a few things to, to, to share today. A few things still concerning our discipleship. I've already explained that the reason why there is something like discipleship is for God to be able to multiply himself in us. Basically replication, multiplication, duplication. Because God's intention for, for mankind, even when he created physical man, Adam. His intention was that we will be many. Hallelujah. His intention was for the replenishment of the earth. He gave him a command that he should be fruitful and multiply. So, God's agenda has always been like that. So, if his agenda in the spirit reflected in the natural as multiplication, how much more in the realms of the spirit? where there are no boundaries, where there are no limitations. It means that God would want us to really expand in our capacities. God would want us to expand in our numbers. Do you get it? And, and for that to happen effectively, something has to be done in your life as an individual. There is one thing I've observed. I, I've realized that naturally speaking, every, every human being have 
I mean, you have your own mind. You have your own understanding. But not all men are at the same level of understanding. And that becomes the point of differentiation between the kind of I mean, men that we have here. So, we all have a way and manner in which we think. And that is what makes the difference. Have you heard people saying that, oh, there is a way the black man thinks and there is a way. And they believe that the mindset is what makes uh, the difference. There is a way politicians, um, politicians are generally the same everywhere, but then uh, there seems to be a way the politicians of Africa think and then there seems to be a way the politicians of uh, the other countries also think. And certain practices that we have in Africa, if you go and duplicate same in China, you'll be sentenced to death. Do you get it? You cannot just sit down and embezzle funds. Some of these things, I mean, <laughs> you can't do things the same way in every part of the earth. They have the way by which they do things. Do it, but then don't be caught. That is, <laughs> that is it. But if you are caught, it, it's not going to be a good experience. So, people have different ways of thinking. And the way and manner we think has its way of, I mean, making us, should I say, it shows the amount of light that comes from us. Do you get it? So, as you were coming, you saw people on the, by the roadside. When I was coming, I saw, I, saw, I saw someone trying to, I mean, direct traffic and all that. I said, the person has been on, 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 on how do you call it? Yeah, Jot. <laughs> you see? So, you can see that, yeah, he's, he's doing his best, but then uh, the purpose is just to, I mean, get something small and then just get back to uh, what made him so high. Do you get it? But you, to some extent, Hallelujah. You, to some extent, you know that, okay, uh, yeah. Hello. Yeah, this can make people high, and yet you still try and refrain from that because of your understanding of, of the possibilities that might come, the results that might come out of it. So, the difference here is in your understanding. You get it. But that does not exempt any one of the people you met from being human. Have you realized that we are all humans? We are all humans. Unless maybe uh, your character is so bad that your, your father or your grandfather can call you Kolo. <laughs> I remember when we were young, when, 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 when you're a child and you are being too foolish. My grandpa can look at you and say, Kolo, meaning like, Abwa. Yeah. <laughs> Animal. <laughs> Do you remember those days? <laughs> Kolo. <laughs> so it means that mm, you are not behaving like humans. But then naturally speaking, when you look at the anatomy of man, you know that this person is human. Even if there is abnormality, it does not exempt him from becoming what? Human. Yeah. The same way we are all humans. We are spiritual beings. But then, sometimes, <laughs> I've not called anyone animal. No. Sometimes, when we become so wild, when the wild hearts are not tamed, 
It's just like any wild beast of the earth. Do you get it? So they are the beast of the earth and they are men. Do you get it? They are the beast of the earth. They are men. Even, even naturally speaking, when you, when, when, when you come to before education came here, people considered uh, certain parts of Africa, certain parts of Brazil as a place for barbarians. Do you remember? Yeah, so they believe that if you go there, they don't want people to come around them. They, they just want to preserve their culture and all that. So anyone that tries to intrude, they, they, they deal with the people. They stab them. They do all sorts of things to them, all because of barbaric mentality. Do you get it? But then as civilization continues, I mean, you can see that life is getting to them. Minds are being renewed and they are becoming better off. Now, hardly before you find uh, a group of people that are uncivilized. Almost every part of, of the world has, I mean, educated people trying to explore the different lands and bring in education to, to others. Yeah, so the point I'm trying to make is that when God looks at a man, when God looks at us in the realms of the Spirit, anyone that has come to Christ, what he sees are gifts. Do you get it? He sees gifts unto men. So, and, and in the natural realm, it, is, it becomes a potentiality because uh, it looks like we are time-bound. So things, things happen according to time. But then from the God perspective, the God that sees the end from the beginning, he sees something beyond what the ordinary man sees. He sees what you call the invisible. But then he makes us understand that the invisible actually makes the visible happen. Do you get it? So, God's idea about you is way beyond your present day mentality and present day what capacity. God's intention for you is to increase and grow in your capacity. God's intention for you is to grow into a certain kind of measurement. Do you get it? I'll call it a divine measurement. You know, God cannot be really, I mean, you cannot measure uh, God and all that. But then, let me use that term. For you to properly understand. So God has a mindset about you. It's just like someone who wants to become great in life. Someone who wants to make it in business. And before the business happens, you know deep within you that, oh, you make it in life. How many of you know that you're, you're going to make it big time in life? But then our life afflictions, our present day sufferings. When you look at it, sometimes you want to feel, I mean, you, want, you, you feel discouraged. But then you know that something good will come out in the near future. Despite your present struggles, sometimes you fight within yourself. Is this possible? But deep within you, you know that it's possible and yet sometimes you doubt. You get it. We all know that these things are possible. So now, what is God's mind about the believer? What is God's mind about you particularly? You need to capture this thing. And I think that is what Pastor Michel tried to explain to us the other time. He tried to explain to us in different vocabs. <laughs> yeah, so that at least you can, you can relate with in several, several areas. But basically it was the same thing he was trying to hammer on. You get it. So you need to open up yourself. And then see God's intention about the matter. See God's intention about your life specifically. And the possibility of it in the realms of it. I mean, in the physical realm. In this our world. It is so possible. 
But then, the kind of capacity we build to make these things happen determines whether we really become the kids that God has made us to be onto the earth. Have you realized that certain men rise up in their families and then they become like the pillars of the families? There are certain families that are already built, so I mean, your father, your grandfather was already the pillar, so you don't really see your significance. But then, you begin to see how, how you are significant when you begin to do charity in the life of people that are deprived of the things that you, you played with, the things that, I mean, was handed over to you. So, with this experience, when you, when you find that you have a certain role in the life of people, and people, many people's lives depend on your life. You see that a certain level of, should I say, awareness comes to you that, hey, I cannot fail these people. I cannot fail this, my generation. Because many people are looking what? Up to you. So you do everything to just uh, stay in harmony with your dreams and, I mean, trying to gather resources just to be a blessing to as many people that you can be. At least you know that you, whatever you are gathering is not just for you, but it's for what? The benefit of others. So, God's intention for man is usually one. is one thing. But then, not all of us are born the same day. Not all of us are born in the same time and seasons. And because of that, we have different levels of what culture around us, different levels of understanding around us. And then we have different levels of light. And because of that, we shine differently. But then God's intention is one for us. You get it? And that is what brings the differences. So now, those that a certain group of people rise up. I believe that you are part of those group of people. A certain group of people rise up. Should I say uh, they're civilized in a certain sense of spirituality. Or let's say they're enlightened when it comes to uh, spirituality. Someone that has come into communion with God's word and, and, and believe that what God's word says is, is yea and amen. He believes that no, this is God's word. I cannot be anything apart from this. So such people now become separated. Do you get it? That's basically holiness. They become what? Separated. Set apart. Because of the understanding that they have. And then, because of the understanding that they have now, they move into that place of becoming gifts unto men. Just as uh, a man will rise up as a pillar in the family and now the, the whole foundation of the family, the whole, I mean, sustenance of the family depends on that man. If that man fails, the, the entire family just cripples. You get it? So, such men that have grown in the things of God, such men that have come to that place of understanding of the will of God, they now become gifts unto men. They come to that place where they recognize God has actually what called them. You get a point. I remember my friend was sharing a few things with you the other time. Uh, was it Shepherd Francis or so? And then, yes, yes, I call him. Yeah, we call him Archbishop. But <laughs> yeah, he was sharing a few things, and these things are so true. 
you can see how ordinary men, because of their association with one man, he was sharing something about how people have worked with his bishop and, and how ordinary people, people's lives have been turned into what great blessings for so many, not just physically, spiritually. Spiritually, you're a blessing. Physically, you're a blessing to the people. All because of association. So they grew into the gifts. Do you get it? They grew into the gifts. Just by honoring the gifts. You get it? One man came to an understanding that mm, I have become a gift unto men. I have a mission. There is this vision in my mind. And it is all about Christ being revealed in people. Once you come to that place of realization, you have actually become a gift. You have turned the gift unto men. Do you get it? So, when you turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, the Bible says that he that descended to the lower parts of the earth is the same that ascended into the highest part of the heavens. And the purpose of this is, is for him to heal all in all. Do you get it? And remember, who was the one that descended to the lower parts of the earth? And who was the one that ascended into the highest part of the heavens? It was Jesus. And how did we know? If it happened spiritually, uh, we, we couldn't relate with it. But it happened. We, 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 saw, we saw him in the incarnation. Do you get it? Great is the mystery of God. As God was manifested in the flesh. We saw him. He walked with us. He preached amongst us. He was lifted up into glory. We've seen the history of him. We've read. We've come to believe. You see? So, as human, as he was not even as, um, let's say, God... God flying into the heavens and going to wherever he wants to be. I mean, God is everywhere. You get it? But then, in bodily form, we beheld him as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We saw his human form. They touched him. They experienced him. And such a man did all this. And the Bible said, when he ascended into the highest parts of the heavens, what did he do? He gave gifts unto man. Remember, he was a gift from God unto us. Bible says that for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. So now, the greatest gift has been given unto us. The gift of love in the person of who? Jesus. And then, when he realized his potential, when he realized his mission, Bible says that he considered robbery to be equal with God. He considered himself of no reputation. He humbled himself to the form of a servant. He was even obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. You get it. Upon all this, upon all this that we knew about him, we saw how he came so low, submitting to the will of God. Just for you and I. Do you get it? And he accomplished it. The gift accomplished the mission. Do you get it? And when he was going up, now those who received him, those who walked with him, now became gifts unto men. This is the point. You see, most of us do not really understand this, this mystery. If you know the intention of God for humanity, you know, it looks like it might take aeons, aeons, aeons of, I don't know, I don't know when, but God's intention is one. That we will know Him. That we will grow up into Him in all things. Do you get it? So, our present state is, is just Showing our different levels of understanding. There's a certain height in the realms of the spirit that you hit. You realize that, mm, I have become a gift. 
When you realize that you have become a gift, you, you now have to become useful in the hands of men. Because, because gifts are given to what? Men. But if you are not able to realize your, your place as a gift unto men, you see that you always believe in below what, what your potential. And that is what we call what? Sin. Hallelujah. Not necessarily what you are thinking, the morality that you are thinking about. No, there is, a, there is a measurement of the divine extent. There is a measurement of God. There, there is God's mindset about you. So now, if willfully or willingly or not willingly, <laughs> you decide not to, not to be what God wants you to be, that, that is what is, that's what is saying. Because you are not missing, you are you're, you're not trying to not attain. <laughs> it's like God has placed you there. It's like, but then you are just refusing to be who you are in God. That is what is sin. Because you, you, you decide to miss it. You get it. So don't miss it. Don't miss it like that. I believe this message is going to transform your life and perception about, about a lot of things. Open to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse Seven. He said that, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. He said, unto everyone. Hello, was everyone exempted? <laughs> he said, unto everyone. Who is everyone? Hallelujah. Amen. Unto every one of us. So there are some people they say that, oh me, I don't have anything to give to the body of Christ. Is that he has given you what something once he, he has given something it has become what <laughs> he has given you grace there is gift of grace and that makes you a gift onto the body do we get it so if you are not walking in your understanding as a gift onto the body it means that you still do not understand what Christ came to do you get a picture okay so you let's jump. Let's go to verse number eight. He said, "Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave what gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. So the purpose of the descent and the ascent is is for us to see his preeminence over all things." Which the book of Colossians makes us understand clearly. You get it? Not even not as God particularly, but then, but as the God man. You get it? And this makes it possible for men to actually walk and partake in divinity because of the possibility of something like Jesus, who was what? God thought in a robbery to be equal with God, but became human. You get it? So basically, humanity plus divinity. Which is sonship. Hallelujah. Okay. So, he that descended is the same also that ascended. He's going to one different. Far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. His purpose is to feel all things. And he gave some, he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists. And some pastors and teachers 
I've heard people saying that, oh, media, I'm not a pastor. No, media, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a pastor. I'm not saying you're a pastor. You grow into it. Do you get a point? If, if, you, are, if, you, are, if you are denying such a thing, we are not, we are not forcing you. You grow into it. When you get a certain level of understanding in the realms of the spirit, you realize that, hey, why am I being selfish? I've become a gift unto God. If I become a gift from God unto men, then, <laughs> and you are not really living up to that standard. It means you are, you are sinning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what it means. You are missing the mark. <laughs> Don't sin. Hallelujah. Don't reject. Don't refuse the call of God upon your life. Just as you want to be a gift unto I know everybody in, in, your, in your heart right now, you want to be a gift unto humanity. Some way, somehow, I know that sometimes we can be very selfish and all that. You, we want everything for ourselves. But then deep within you, even when you want everything for yourself, there is a certain aspect of you that would even give something little to someone. Though you want everything for yourself, you know, like you still give something small to some, some people. I don't know whether you have been there. <laughs> you wish you, 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 you have all things. You don't want any to go out, but still something goes out. Mm-hmm. So, I believe same about him. Okay. And he gave some, say after me, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers and someone, so someone will say, that, ah, why didn't you say some teachers? Hallelujah. There's a whole, I mean, debate about it that, oh, then it means that everyone is meant to be a teacher. Others say that, okay, he's just trying to conclude them. So there's the place of the teacher of teachers, and then there's the place of the Christian teacher. For by this time, you ought to be teachers. You require others to teach you over again the things which be the first principles of the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And when such a thing is happening, it means that you have come to a place where you are not skillful in the word of righteousness. You get it? It means that your mental faculties have not been trained by constant practice. It means that you have been practicing something else which is not consistent with the scriptures. You get it? But if you are consistent with the scriptures, something will be set up in you. You will become a Christian teacher. You get it? You teach because when you get to that place of knowing uh, the depth of God's love, you cannot what you have encountered to yourself. You would want to what, speak it out. That which you have experienced is what you have a testimony of. You see? And, and you don't keep your testimonies. You share your testimony. You get it? And that becomes a point of empowerment to many people. Mm. So, don't just sit down. Whatever you have experienced in God, let it be a great blessing to all those around you. Say, I'll do it. Say, I'll be a great blessing. Say, I'm a great blessing. Say, I fight this mentality of not being a blessing. I take it out of my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, you see, the reason why sometimes I give these scenarios is, is because no matter how wicked you are, sometimes you are kind. In the physical. So, let's take it to the realms of the spirit. Don't be that wicked. And keep these things to yourself. 
those that are able to overcome the wickedness of the heart of man, they begin to realize that they are gifts. That's why you see some successful people, they are, they are so much overwhelmed with the gospel. They want to go to every corner of the earth to share some of these things. It means that God has softened their hearts. Hallelujah. May the Lord soften your heart in the name of Jesus. May your heart never be a heart of stone. In fact, when you became born again, that heart of stone was taken. Hallelujah. And a heart of flesh was given to you, which is what spirit, the, the, the spirit life that was given to you. So, having met your heart, your heart is already, I mean, uh, conditioned for the divine life. So, just allow yourself to flow. Tell someone, flow. <laughs> Don't hinder your progress. Okay. So, the reason why he gave all this is that for the perfection of the saints, which is the maturity of the saints. So, this is it. These are saints. Jesus was there. Then we realized that he raised people up. Yeah, he raised people from among them. You get it? And then he called them gifts. So, there was a separation of these saints. And then they became gifts unto men. And the work of these people is basically the same thing that Christ did for them. So my work right now is similar to the work which was done on me years ago. Do you get it? At a certain point, I was just like you. The same mindset, not, not wanting to do anything, just walk about and be happy, be, I mean, Whatever you feel like eating, you eat. You get it. I mean, just being, being on your own. But then, there was a certain blessing that came to my life which transformed my mentality. And once I've encountered this, that separates me to another place. And now, it also calls me to call you onto that place of separation. So exactly what I'm doing. You get it. Always remember the scenario I gave. When a man becomes a pillar in the family, a lot of people depend on him and look up to him. And sometimes he becomes a mentor to the people that, oh, I would want to be like this man. I would want to be like Dr. Paul. I would want to be like Pastor Israel. I would want to be like who? Caleb. You get it? I would want to be like you. You see, you become what? That icon of inspiration to others so that they will also be like you. You get it? The same way be like Christ. The same way be like Paul. The same way be like me. This is not imposition. This is spiritual truth. Mm -hmm. if, if you do not understand this, it means that you are walking in uh, in an uncivilized state in the realms of the spirit. It means that uh, you have not come to that place of enlightenment. You see? Your, 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 your level of illumination is low. Like, low. You don't have ready. Hallelujah. So tell someone, get ready. <laughs> ready will produce fruits in you. Amen. So for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You see, God's intention is that we will be many. That's what I established earlier. That will be many. That will be many. 
<laughs> he will show you how we become many. Many here. Are you not happy? Don't you see how happy politicians are? Yesterday, I, I was on my way to Kumasi and I was telling someone that, ah, hasn't he realized that from from Eastern region, uh, I didn't even see a banner of Any banner of NDC, like I didn't see any billboard. Every place that we got to, like it was. What is this? And so I said, oh, it's money, resources. Do you get it? See, politicians want to be influential. They want to be what many, because their strength is in the what the multitude. When you have a great following, you know that you are short of what power. Even if you can lie to them, deceive them to vote for you, you know that, I mean, uh, your life will change. You see? Hmm. So, if human minds, if, if, if people start schools, if people start businesses, and their intention is for them to have many centers, their intention for them is to have, what, branches all over then what about the gospel? So this is it. God has many centers. And his center is you and I. One of the centers is Pastor Eben. You get it? One of the centers is Priscilla. One of the centers is what? Abigail. Many centers. Why? Because if you have many centers, we can reach out to more people. Haven't you realized that some of the Driving banks, like, it's like they, they, they're almost everywhere. Haven't you realized that? Somebody said, oh, he, he or she banks with uh, GCB. Though he knows that GCB is not really, as in, you know, the level of technology is low. When you request for ATM card, you get it in three months, two months time. With all this negative side of GCB, GCB is found everywhere. So, at least, you know that if your ATM, ATM will take long to come, you know that even if you find yourself in the northern part of Ghana, hidden places, at least you will find GCB and you can cash out some money. Yeah, ADB as well. You get it. So, God wants centers like that. Centers so that we can provide services for humanity. Services is what we call ministry. So, the reason why God would want you to grow, if we are saying grow, 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 in God, it doesn't mean that uh, we just want you to read books, we want you to be praying and all that. There's a reason for the change that happens in you when you do some of this, these things. And if, if, the, if the reason for which you are doing these things do not become visible, it means that it is something else that you were practicing. I mean, it, it is not true spirituality. Do you get it? So there are points in our lives where, for instance, uh, I've noticed that it's in, it's in the life of a lot of believers. You see that a lot of people will quickly do their devotions and all that. I remember some time ago, back on Legon, on Legon Hall, I used to, when I used to train some of you guys, when these guys are going to buy cocoa or something. They want to, they just they just come out of the door and they look up where that Pastor Simon is. He's looking at them. 
If I'm not there, then they quickly go and buy the cocoa because we are fasting. <laughs> but I always end up catching them and I tell them, go back, <laughs> go back. <laughs> Those days. <laughs> so, they hide just to, but it was a good training and we can see the good results. Do you get it? <laughs> so, there is a good intention for some of these things. It is not you being oppressed, suppressed. It works something good in you. How many of us would want to fail in life? You know it's very difficult to fail. It's the most easiest thing to do, but it is very difficult. Because if you look at the trauma, that will come out of it. Unless you don't care about anything. There are some people that don't care about anything. But if you don't care about anything, your life will become anyhow. Just that you have programmed your mind not to be moved. And that is fine. You, 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 you've really done a good defense mechanism. But even that one deep within you, you know that mm, I wish I could do better. You get it. So if, if, if men in every walk of life would want to do well in their finances, in their uh, political aspirations, in their leadership potential, education, Whatever, every endeavor of human life, if men would want to make progress there, why don't we want to make progress in the work of the ministry? So the purpose of your spiritual maturity is linked to what? Discipleship. You see, you must grow. You must grow because God has given you gifts. And when you feed on the gifts, when you when you when you appreciate the gifts, when you honor the gifts. God has given unto you. Some people, they don't honor the gift. They become familiar with the, with the gift. So now you see that, ah, how can such a man be given as a gift to a group of people and yet people are not benefiting from them because they do not want honor. The, the life of Jesus was similar. He was with his own people, but they couldn't really honor the gift which was with them. And because of that, many of them, uh, they were there like that. They didn't understand. In Paul's time, it was similar. People could not, did not really honor their life which was in Christ. And because of that, though they were partaking of the communion and all that, many still are just weakened and all that. They were not benefiting from whatever God has given, has given to them. Mm, so you need to honor the gift. Stay away from what? Uh, familiarity. You get it. So you must grow. You must grow. And as I keep on saying this, you will definitely what? grow. We might not all be at the same level of understanding, but then definitely we know that we will grow. And not all the stars too, we realize that they differ in glory. But each star has its own what? level of glory. Mm-hmm. So you might not be shining in one particular direction like another brother is, but know that you have a certain role in the body of Christ which is so, so, so important. We'll get there before we close. So let's go. For the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry. For the work of the ministry. The reason why we grow is to work. Hallelujah. Haven't you realized that when you were growing up, it's like, you want to grow up and start working. When will you grow up? Because you were thinking that your parents are lording over you. They are trying to impose all sort of restrictions and all that and all that and all that. But then, in your parents' mind, they think they are protecting their child. Do you get it? They think they are protecting their child. 
always speak about the, 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 that period of adolescence where you feel that you're on top of the world. You just nobody should control you. You have your way and all that and all that. Wait until your 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 your, cho- your, your children begin to do the same to you. That's when you begin to cry and wonder, ah, why are my children? Why have my children lost respect and all that? Have you forgotten the seeds you sowed when you were young? Do you get it? When you were fighting against your your mom's, I mean, instructions and all that. In the name of you have grown, you have grown, you have grown. Your time will come. Your time will come. Tell anybody your time will come. <laughs> so, so, so proper seats. Okay. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So, for the building up of the body of Christ. And, and God delights himself in, 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 in growth. Do you get it? God delights himself in growth. In the, in the physical body, I think we have something we call hypertrophy, like a pleaser, right? We have something like that, right? Yeah, hypertrophy and then what? Uh, and to some extent, it's something good, right, for the body so that we can, we can, we can grow and then continue living. Okay. Something like that is necessary in the body of Christ. Individual members must what? Grow and increase. And then we must also be able to what? Duplicate. We must be able to what? Increase in numbers. God delights in this. This is the purpose of all the gifts that he gave to the body of Christ. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. He says that so we come into the unity of the faith. The unity of the faith that doesn't mean that we all are coming to uh, believe the same thing. Of course, we have over 10,000 10, denominations. Even in one particular church, there are about I mean, several denominations within the church. You get it. Uh-huh. It happens. So sometimes people wonder ah, how come it's only Christianity that has so many. It's not, it's not just Christianity. When you go to Hinduism, it's the same. When you go to uh, Islam, it's the same. Just that our own has become more pronounced. You get it. And then a little fight here and there and all that. But anyway, his body is meant to be broken. Amen. It's meant to be broken as, as many as a protein so that many people will eat. You get it. So understand the reason for all that. So we are supposed to grow. We must grow. You must increase in strength and then you must multiply. It's a basic principle in the body which is needed for what? Survival. When you go into, into, into your cell biology, Eben can explain that to you better. Mitosis or what? Hey. You see, it is necessary. It is necessary, or else you go into extinction. You want the church of God to die? No, the church of God. If if you die, the, the, the many other members won't die. They will survive. You get it. So make sure that you leave. Mm-hmm. Make sure you leave. Have you just seen someone? Have you just seen a body, a human body that is only one part that is suffering? The one part may be suffering. The other parts might be healthy, but then you see, you still see that the whole body still suffers. So you can't, you, can't, you can't slow down the work. Don't be the enemy of progress. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you, you supply what you are supposed to supply to the body of Christ. Amen. Okay. So, instead of to come into the 
unanimity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So, as I said, when you look into the Christian faith, you see that there are so many, many, many uh, sects, denominations, groups with different, different beliefs, different, different, like so many, so many, 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 many of them. Sometimes you think that uh, we are fighting against ourselves. Some believe that, okay, my, my, my path is right. But you go deeply into it and realize that they all came from one source. <laughs> Just that a little opinion here differ, a little opinion here differ, and then it developed into several, several, several things, and then it becomes widened. Mm-hmm. But then, what should keep us is, 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 is Jesus. Haven't you seen that many ministers of God might not necessarily believe the same things? Sometimes you, you, you see one minister of God say something that doesn't really sound okay with you. You just go that no, this is this is not this is not okay. Mm-hmm. But you do believe that uh, you are not okay. You get a point. But then that should not throw walls between us. So in this state, what would actually keep us? Hallelujah. God bless you. So love will keep us. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't mean that we need to necessarily believe the same thing. Look, it will take eons and eons of life and we will still not know what everything that a man knows. You get it? You will still not know. I mean, we still all, right now if we start pouring out, I teach you the same thing and we start writing exams. In University of God, they tell you that we need to get a normal distribution. Do you understand a normal distribution? So, you should have some, some on the left, some on the right, and then let's say a good amount of people on the, yeah, a dumbbell. And even if the people do well, like if the people do well, like they are so intelligent and do, they do well, the university council would think that something was leaked. They don't believe that they can, like, we should have a skewed kind of success where everybody is on the right side. Everybody is just excellent like like that. No, no, no. So some people must fail. Some people must must pass. A lot of people uh, must be in between. You get it. Is the reason for the sufferings of many people in the university. Yeah, this is the reason because of philosophies that have been built and, and they believe that it's, it has been established. They've done their, their research. Human beings are like that. So as I'm teaching, there are those that will listen. Those that might not really take it. Others will be in between and all that. That is according to according to science. But no, you know, God, God believes in you. God believes in you. God wants us to have this kind of skewed level of success. You get it? God doesn't want a normal distribution. But it's unfortunate that it happens, it's like, that's the stage that we find ourselves in. And our own is even so bad. Our own is rather more of like a pyramid. Do you get it? It's more of like a, like a pyramid. Just one, one or two people hit the apex. And a lot of people are the foundations. And those are the apex. They are saying what? Come up here. Come up here. They are trying to pull. Come up here. Come up here. But it's difficult. Have you realized that when you are climbing a staircase, it's very, very difficult? But when you get there, you see that you have a wide view. Like you can see a lot and you can see so far. Those of you that have climbed towers, 
if you've climbed a, a lighthouse before, or maybe let's say a very high story build, let's say 20 floors or something like that, or let's say even the just a normal eight floors, six floors. When you are very very far, but when you are down, oh, you can't you can't see far. So it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of constant practice to climb higher. But then when you when you get there, it is fulfilling. It is fulfilling. So uh, forget about the pain and then think about the future gains. Think about how impactful you can be to the body of Christ. Think about how helpful you can be to your community. Don't stay at that place. Remember, you can always decide to become the gift that God has made you to be. That potential has always been in you. And it is in God's intention that you become whatever he has made you to be. I always say that you are a viable seed. Yes, you are a viable seed. All that you need is the right atmosphere. You need the right surroundings. You need the right kind of people around you. And that will cause a lot of changes in your life. I told you I met a group of people in when I go to the SSS. And that changed my, 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 my perception. That changed my understanding. The way of things. You get it? I think Pastor Bisha, I was sharing some of those things. Yeah. And yesterday, one of the groups, one of, one, one of our guys got married and I had to go to, to Kumasi to, to witness it. You see? And that bond has been, has been there. A positive influence on your life. You get it? So it's very, very important. I think you've heard people say that when you want to see, I think they talk more in the line of finances, like if, if you want to see someone that is, I don't know what I'm putting it right, like if you want to see someone that is rich, like look at his, he's the sum of his what, five friends around him or something, to some extent it is, it is, it is, it is true, you get it, it's like the people that you work with, you become more like them. It's like you have influences on your, on yourself. That's why you have to try and reach out to people that are always higher than you. If 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 your people, the people that you look up to, are below, where will you go? You go down. Yeah. <laughs> so so while they are looking up to you, you too you are looking up to what others. So some people will call you their mentor, but then you it's like. You also have people that you are looking up to that will also pull you up. So you pull each other out. You pull one another upwards. 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 So let's try and complete it. He said that we. So we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Unto a perfect man. So a perfect man is a full grown man, matured man with enough strength and energy. I always say that. A baby, we are all humans, but then different stages of our lives does not negate the fact that we are humans. There's the place of perfect what growth. There's a place of maturity. So I can look at a man and I say that, oh, you have come of age. You see, so because of that, there are certain jobs, if you are even going to go for it, if you are not married, they don't want to give it to you. You get it. They, 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 they don't want to give it to you because they feel that if you are married, then it's a sign of what? Uh, responsibility. You are responsible. You are, you are matured. Hallelujah. So marriage is a good thing. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hurry up and get married. <laughs> okay. So, 
unto a perfect man, unto the measure. So he's showing you the, the measurement. Measurement. As if you having a tip. These days our young men like slim fit. Have you realized that our young men like slim fit? Our old men don't like that at all because they believe that you still grow. You, <laughs> you grow. You grow into it. I always say that. I remember one particular trouser that was sold for me years ago. When I take this trouser, say it's, it's oversized on me. Many years ago. At a certain point, I became big. Yeah, I was, I was big. So I shrunk. I'm increasing small. I shrink. <laughs> okay. So the measurement is actually the stature of Christ. You get it? The stature of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So, God is interested in your maturity because there's a lot of deception going on around. And you'd be so surprised that the, the way of deception is not someone even coming to tell you strange things. But these are ideologies, these are philosophies that you might have picked up even from around you. You know, the enemy is, is, is really, really, really slightly crafty or cunning. So he knows that if he comes to present, for instance, okay, uh, in, the, in, the, in the early church, they said that, okay, those days, what they were facing, they said, if no one believes that uh, Jesus has come in the flesh, that person is an, is an antichrist. Do you think that people will come and tell you that Jesus has not come in the flesh in this era? No. It's like he will find something else. He will implant certain ideologies into your mind. By the time you realize you are believing in atheism, in other words, you are denying whatever has been said. But you don't know how this thing crept in. So he says that be careful no man deceives you. Through philosophy and vain deceit, after what cunning craftiness of men. I mean, and not after Christ, the rudiments of this world. So you don't know. It's, it's, it's the way the world has been made. It's like it's, it's an entire system. So it is woven into your into our education system. It is woven into our economic system. So by the time you realize you are conforming to it without your your knowledge, that is one of the greatest deceptions. So Jesus started exposing some of these things. Do you, do you know the reason why Jesus be, didn't become the richest person on earth when he came? Because he wanted to expose some of these things which men have given so much honor to. So in this world, if someone is so rich, we begin to give him the, the front seat. Hallelujah. We begin to ascribe fatherhood to the, to the person because of the crumbs that will fall on the ground. At least the dogs can eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, so, so, so that, that is what is happening. So Jesus had to expose all these things. We know that there was a greater than Solomon. Solomon was the wealthiest. The Bible says that there's, there's no man after him. If you are doing a conversion of, his, of, his, of the things which were spoken about him in the books, you realize that he was really, 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 really wealthy. Very, very wealthy. If you are converting into present day amounts of gold and silver, you realize that it's way, way, way beyond the things which have been recorded in history. Mansa Musa and all those uh, I mean, rich people that, that lived. If you are converting Solomon's treasures, you see. So, such a man and a greater than Solomon is here. 
We know we knew how rich Jesus was. I mean, what is it that doesn't belong to you? In fact, he's 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 the maker of all these things. He's the word of God. He sustains all these things by the word of his power. And yet he robbed himself of any kind of glory. He robbed himself of any like all of those things. And he became even dependent upon what? Men. He had to walk with men. Women have to feed him. Women have to bring money to support him. Certain men have to be great support in his work, in his ministry. Why would, why, why would Jesus do such a thing? You get it. Okay. And then he exposed it to us. He said, these are the things that interfere in the work of men. If you study uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, you realize that though we knew that Solomon was quite deep in wisdom and all that, he, he still messed up. You get it? He still messed up. Because in his wisdom, uh, we saw so much foolishness too. You get it? So he was wise and yet, uh, yeah, he himself said it. Folly. Mm-hmm. You can see that it is not really about what we think we have here, but it's mainly about knowing him. And he advised us at the end of his life. Some people will say that, oh, why is Solomon now advising at the end of his life after he has enjoyed all the goodness of this world? Why won't I also enjoy the goodness then at the end of my life? That is foolishness. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, is, it is pure foolishness. The man has explored this. He's telling you what took him away from there. From the, Solomon was someone, everybody he sees, he would want to have a taste of you. He would want to establish bonds. And no, he had everything. The wisdom and all that, such that queens come and then it's like they themselves marvel. What manner of man is this? Wow, this man is really wise. And they were actually confirming the testimony that God gave of, 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 of him. You get it. But then he was also, I mean, uh, just messing up with the, with the women and all that. I wonder how the women stayed faithful. <laughs> I wonder how they stayed. I think they were also there because of the money. <laughs> because no man will be happy with <laughs> yearly visitations. <laughs> yearly visitations, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they were also there because of, because of money. So Jesus exposed some of the things. These are things that can, that can hold the heart of men. That's why in the life of, of a man, a man can, can work day and night. Will not sleep. until you, you break down. You can see that your back is breaking like you still say that you won't stop. Why? All because of no fulfill. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's more that you eat. Because I always say that if you can have the mentality of Jesus, you can really you'll be able to survive and all that and all that. That's why mostly in the Eastern religion they believe in getting to a place where you don't have desire. It's like they have the philosophy behind what they believe. But then desire is also embedded into our heart. It's the reason why we love. You get it? Mm-hmm. So you don't have desire for anything in this world. The day you get to that point is the day of your enlightenment. So they are, they are always working to detach themselves from worldly lust. And all sort of, all sort of things. 
so isolation and all that and all that and all that. I am not saying that you should go and practice that. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that there are things which deceive us without our knowledge. Jesus calls it the deceitfulness of what? Riches. And he also calls it the cares of this world. C-A-R-E-S. The thing is that troubles our mind so much. I know you have issues in life. And sometimes you make this thing a point of meditation. The reason why your problems become amplified to you is because you keep on meditating on them day and night instead of meditating on the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and you've forgotten that the word of the Lord is actually keys to unlocking some of these things. You know, in, in his word, we have, we, have, we have doors to, I mean, different, different. We have bands, a lot of, a lot of things in his word, storage areas in his word. And if you can actually meditate on God's word to a certain point, you, realize that you always pick the right key for the right band. You always pick the right key for the right band. But then we want to find our own way of doing things. And, and this is where it has been woven into our system that, okay, to make him get what he wants, which every man would want, let us make them work all the days of their life. Let us suppress them. Let us keep them. Yeah, working for Pharaoh. He said, I will never let you go. I'm not saying you shouldn't work. If you don't work, you won't eat. Get the point. I'm not saying you shouldn't work. But then, be careful of the system. Because it can work. Hold you so down. And because of that, when people make so much money in their life, when they get to the age 60, 65, when they're about to, when, when they retire, now they don't keep long. Because they are broken, they just go and die. So, so that was what Solomon was saying. A man will accumulate so much wealth in life. And all of a sudden, you'll be stricken with old age. You don't know where this sickness came from, this and that and that. And then he dies and lives all this thing. For people that he knows not about. And then they go and fight with his children over, over the possessions. And this is, this is happening. This is happening in Africa. People will work all their life. And then something happens. They just visit Africa once and then they are not able to go back again. Either they die or they become miserable. <laughs> vanity upon vanity. There are things, there are systems in the world. You don't know. It's true. It is true. Well, I think there's this story of if you go to the is it the pathology museum? I think there is this one. One doctor was explaining to us what happened. Someone just came back from outside and he decided to eat tilapia. Just enjoying Ghanaian tilapia. And then he happened to swallow the the bone. The bone took it so far because I don't know how it entered there. And that was the cause of his death. It happened. <laughs> yeah. He just came from Africa. Came to Africa. <laughs> then he allowed him to enjoy his world. <laughs> just tilapia. Just to enjoy the fruit of my labor. And now it has become the cause of my death. Wow. Interesting. Don't let your heart be so tied to 
to the things of this world. Do you get it? I know, I know, I know what I'm talking about. And, and there is so much. You see that there is no, there is never a point where you are fully satisfied. I tell you, there is never a point where you are fully satisfied. You see this, you want, you want to make your, 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 your house like a foreign house. You make it and then you later you see that there is another version of it. Something, something that is, is causing you to crave, like I want this. You get it done and then when you sit in your room one week and it's like, so this is what I want. You want that one. That is how tricky it is. So there's always you want you want something more. And if you don't take it, you will you will waste your entire life not focusing on the things which are necessary. That is it. So don't no 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 don't make the things of this world trouble you too much. Don't make it your point of meditation. What we are supposed to meditate on is what? The word of God day and night. But see how thorough. See how thorough, see how the systems of this world, see how our, our Babylonian system is ruling over our lives and minds without our knowledge. Now you wake up, you can't even meditate on God's word. Now these days, I remember when we were in school, when people wake up, you know, and they want to join the bus quickly. So now, when you join the bus, you have to do your quick, quick devotion. If you now, you know that you just want to satisfy your conscience so that when you're Shepherd asks you, or your pastor asks you, "Oh, have you have you done your quiet time?" Oh, yes, yes, I read, I read this and that and that and that. But you know that Charlie, this thing is not is not going well. We all know, eh? We all know. You just you just did that five minutes thing, but just to satisfy your conscience. Sometimes you don't even do, but then you said, "Oh, yes, yes, I read something." You see, there's no time. It looks like whilst you are you are running, like time is also running. And the interesting is that your life is also being wasted. If I see your life is being wasted, you are approaching your death. You are approaching your world time is running. So, so what are the things that should be of great importance to us? I'm not saying that the other things are not good. They are, they are equally important. It is necessary for your survival. But can we make time for the things which matter? Oh, it is true. It is so true. The systems of this world has made it so difficult for, for the average average believer to even spend time with God. You can test by you know what I'm talking about. Don't do a savior, your own is different. Eh? You know what it takes to dedicate six hours of prayer per day. It means that in every corner, in every activity that your your mind is on. It's, on, it's like you have to tune yourself to that. You get it? Hmm. Anyway. Okay, so be careful. Don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Uh, what? And carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, we may grow up into him. So Christ wants you to grow up into what? Into him. Is it a big thing? Is there a big is, is there a very is it too big for us to really get there? If it's not possible, he wouldn't he wouldn't have told us to grow up into him. He wants us to grow up into him in all things. In all things. From whom? 
their whole body. So if he's talking about the body, I think you understand. You're talking about the body. We are the body. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint, every joint means every part, every member. You are a joint. It said, this is how the church grows. This is how the body of God, uh, the body of Christ is built up. This is how it is built up. It says that when every part that is fitly joined is able to do its work perfectly. And compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working. So effectual what working. I told you that when one part suffers, what happens? It also sometimes it, it, it affects the other parts of the body. I always say that if you have a toe pain, your your small toe. If you have a pain there, how 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 do you feel? Your entire body feels so uncomfortable. But then you see that if your toe is cut, you can still survive. But I mean, let it be abnormal for a while. You see the pain that you you find yourself in. So every part of the body is important. Turn to your neighbor and ask your neighbor that which part of the body are you? Which part of the body of Christ are you? And then ask the person, are you sure you are effectually working? What's the response? The person is saying that what, Kali? Time no day. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't have the time. You see, if you yeah, you don't have the time. When you come back, you are tired. So for us to really survive in this in this system, it's like as I'm saying, the system has has us arrested us. So you wake up and then you have to go to work. Well, how many hours? Eight hours. Some places eight hours. Some transportation every year. Transportation only takes yeah. You spend about twelve hours in just going to work. You come back. You need to rest for about six. Six hours, eight hours, depending on your on your sleep. Like everything has been done to suppress your growth. You wake up, your children are crying. You see, you see, so you see, you see the reason why you need to build yourself up. You see, now you've not seen anything yet, oh. You've not seen anything yet. Yesterday I was when I went to Kumasi after that I visited a friend of mine. And then I could hear children shouting this and that and that and that. And then they were telling that oh, there are a lot of married people in the in wherever they are. And then the children have been giving them a lot of headache. So I was seeing some. I was wondering oh, why, 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 why is there noise all over and all that? What's happening? They were telling me. So if you have not trained yourself in a certain way, this is the truth. Look. I mean you'll be getting pregnant. Yeah. Look, train yourself now. Train yourself now. Or else, that, t- that time will come and you never have time for yourself. You never have time for yourself. Already, your, 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 your work is taking your time. Sometimes your shift distance. And now, now children have come in. If you don't take it, you don't even have time for your husband. This is where a lot of the fights even begin from. Yeah, because now preference is being given to uh, the children, and then what you used to do to make your husband happy, 
you are not doing again. What do you expect? And it's all about oh, children, children. It gets to a point to now the man also focuses on money. And now the ladies are also deprived of love. So you don't have time for your family. This is all about money. So the man is thinking about how to make things work. It's all money, 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 money. I think the other my friend was saying to the, to the point that now he can't even function. Because of stress. <laughs> he has spoken in tongues. <laughs> you see, so there are so many things that some way, somehow will, it will affect your body. It will affect your family life. So you need to what? Lay a certain foundation now. If you don't lay that foundation of learning how to be consistent with prayer, it's okay. Let me, let me try. No, I know everything is, is, is difficult. The, systems, the system is hard. But then let me try and dedicate, let's say, one hour to devotion or something like that. Because remember, when children come in, you might not be able to do that one hour. But if you've been able to establish, if you ask, ask even the men of God, ask Benihin and and, and, and Archbishop Duncan Williams and all that. When they started, you know, you could, you could in the, your earlier days, you could do 12 hours. You can, you can be there six hours of time listening to messages and all that. But now, you see that you're even struggling to do three hours. Some of the American ministers go, when, 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 they, when you mention some of the number of hours that made an African preacher spend, it's like, it amazes them. Wow, you spend one hour? Two hours because they, they don't they don't have that time though God is moving in their lives like no time for devotion everything is all about activity but then remember how you started remember what your first love was the reason why all this ministry stuff and and good things started coming to you the reason why all this businesses and ideas started coming to you was because you got them from somewhere at a certain point don't forget the source you get it or else you'll be overwhelmed with the Things that have sprung up as a result of the, the, the visions or ideas you received in the closet. But that should not be a hindrance to your communion. That should not be a hindrance to your relationship with God. I believe I'm touching on some key things in life. So I'm, I'm being practical with you because you get there, you, you get there. So as you, as, as you are praying, you're, you, as you are praying, you are asleep. Even as young as you are, when, now when you are praying, cry, you are sleeping. This one is not, it's not you. Yeah, tiredness, growth, so many factors. Like, so many factors. You just want the days to pass quickly. And some people even wish their time comes quickly so that they just get out of this world. This world of pain, misery, and hardship. You see? And then if you can program yourself very well, if you, can, if you can learn the ways of Christ, I believe that you stand the test of time. And these things will never be a hindrance to your fellowship with God. Amen. Okay, so every joint is what? Needful. Every part is needful in the body. And never look at any other part to discredit your, your role. Someone said, hey, you, you can think, mm, I don't have a voice. What do you have? Do you get it? You know, there are some ministries that might look so, it captures, they are the icons, they're so iconic. When you look at, hey, they are the people that are seen, but then there are other things that make things work behind the scenes. 
you get in. There are other things that make things work. And they are, they are hidden. You come in and you see Pastor Chris ministry and there's so much excellence in, in everything. There's so much underground work. Even for people to be seated, they follow us online and so many things going on, but the work of these men are not seen. But in God is the rewarder of all these men. So God sees every work that is done in his body. God appreciates them. God acknowledges them. And every work done in his body will be rewarded. Do you get it? So as you find yourself doing the work of God, whatever your hands find to do, do it very, very well. And, and, and see the ministries of others as a source of inspiration, not, uh, not a point for you to become envious. You get it. it happens amongst amongst ministers a lot. You get it. It happens amongst ministers. See it as a source of inspiration. One thing I learned from even Angel. He was saying he shared. I always love to share it. He said he realized that his 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 spiritual brother and friend has a lot of creative miracles in his ministry. Yeah. You know, so many things happen in his ministry. And if you don't take it, you might think that, hey, Charlie, he has the power. But he too, Prophet Makandua has actually desires the grace upon him, the sharpness of his word. His prophetic insight. But he too, he said, okay, yeah, he's doing amazing things. Instant Things are happening instantly and all that. I don't think I have to hate my brother. But other places, they will hate you and they will sabotage your ministry. In the same body of Christ, we are all preaching Christ. And he said, oh, Look, what do I have to do? What I have to do is to love my brother. He loved his brother. He loved, he appreciated the grace on his brother's life. And it wasn't long. He started partaking of the grace upon his, his brother's ministry. You get it? This is how it's supposed to, it's supposed to work. We are nourished. It's, it's mutually what beneficial. Impartations by the powerful association. Do you get it? You don't necessarily have to come and lay hands on me, but then just by me, what associating and honoring the gift of God upon your life alone can cause me to uh, also partake of your grace. Do you get me? Amen. Amen. So uh, we have we have ended. Uh, let me let me try and summarize everything. Are we there? <laughs> Say teach. Yeah, that, 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 that's the response. That's right. <laughs> oh, man of God, are you stopping? And you said, oh, no, man of God, preach. preach. We want more. We want more. We love the word. <laughs> Don't stop. That's it. You, you have to empower your man of God. <laughs> Go deeper. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so this is it. I'm summarizing everything. There is a mandate that has been given by the Lord Jesus Christ. A mandate has been given. Just as a mandate was given to man at the onset of creation. A mandate has been given by the Lord Jesus which is to make him known. Because that is the center of all things. That is the reason why we are alive. Okay. And then, number two, you need to know that he didn't just give that commission 
but then he gave the supply. You get it? Everything that it takes for accomplishment of the vision of the Lord Jesus has been given. And in this instance, he has given them to us in the form of gifts. So there are gifts unto men. There is the gift of his word, the gift of Jesus himself. Then there is the gift of the Holy Spirit who is our helper and all that. And almost any other thing, any other Christian virtue, any other grace at all is as a result of what? The gift of God. What is it that we have that we have not what? Received. Freely have we been given and freely redistributed. Hallelujah. Okay. So there are three things that we find in the ministry of Jesus. They are basically preaching, teaching, and healing. And Jesus being more of the one that we look up to, these things are supposed to be seen in our ministries as well. The Bible says in the book of, of Acts of how Jesus is anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good. What was the good that he was doing? Preaching, teaching, and healing. And what kind of healing was he doing? He was healing all those that were oppressed of the enemy. For God was with him. And the same spirit which was with him is the same spirit which has been given unto us. So, know this. Let it be established in your mind that whatever worked with Jesus, whatever influence that Jesus had, the same has been given unto us to make the same things that happened in, minist- in his ministry possible in our ministries. How anointed he was, how anointed you are. Because you are found in him and he in you. Hallelujah. Amen. So, in the spiritual realm, there are laws and principles. Do we get it? There are laws and principles. There are laws and principles. One of the things that we need to know is that sometimes we realize that our experiences are quite different from what the Word of God is saying. But then, this seems to be something or a pattern that you, you even see in the life of others. And it looks like, ah, what is this thing? Have you, have you noticed what I'm talking about? So, there are certain things which seem to happen in our lives which are not consistent with scriptures. And yet, there are others too that have their lives being so consistent with the scriptures. The truth is in the laws that be and the laws that govern the earth. You need to take, take note of this. So that's how come someone can sometimes be a Christian, but then due to the level of his ignorance, <laughs> that is the level of knowledge, <laughs> due to the level of his, his ignorance, he's subjected to so much oppression, so much uh, demonic influence, so much, I mean, so many things which under normal circumstances, ordinary believer is not supposed to be subjected to. We need to understand the principles that be. So we are under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And when you understand your place in this law, when you understand your, the level of elevation, you realize that now you begin to rule over other things which seem to have influence on other men. You get it. So now, you need to be at a higher law to overcome the laws that be. I mean, the laws that are controlling uh, the elements in this world. Mm-hmm. So, it is possible 
that if I throw this thing, it comes down. But it is also possible that if I throw this thing, this thing will stay up there. Hallelujah. How will it stay up there if I'm able to generate a law that will, that will um, oppose the law that will cause it to go down? So there, by physics, you know, you know the things you have to put around just to ensure that it has enough what abscrust to be going up. Hallelujah. Okay, so don't be ignorant of the spiritual laws that be. We are in the spirit and we have the spiritual laws and the laws of God, the laws that have been handed over to us, they are higher than what rules the earth. That's how come a man that grows so much in spiritual authority is able to silence principalities and powers. You can, we are not ignoring the fact that these things are there. Look, in the realms of the spirit, everywhere you step has a ruler. Everywhere you step has the same way we have precedence over nation and all that. In same thing happens in the realms of the spirit. They are territorial rulers and all that. We do not ignore, we do not undermine their strength and activities. But then there is a law of life in Christ that can cause a man to live about this element. That's how come you have so much, so many men of God having, I mean, they are, they are, they are actually expanding and, and despite the kind of gods or Spirits that rule a particular land, they still make what progress because they are working with what a higher law. So the point I'm trying to make is that there are things around us that might seem to battle us in our walk with God, but I know that we should know our source, and that we should know the life and the principle by which we we walk with. I believe that with that one, we'll be able to lord over these elements and then have the victory in all things. Yes, and then. One thing you need to understand at this point is that uh, not all of us are at the same level of maturity. The Bible says that now we are seen through a dark glass, but then the time comes when it shall be what? Face to face. So, with this kind of knowledge and understanding, uh, we should know that we are supposed to grow. Hallelujah. We might not have, the reason why I'm acting this way is because of my level of understanding. The reason why you're acting this way is because of the level of understanding. We are all seeing through a dark glass. But then let us all go up and then let us see through the light of Christ. I believe with that we will fulfill whatever God has for us. Then, the few lessons we learned from the book of Ephesians, you should know that there is the measurement of God. Do you get it? There's a measurement of God. And that is what he explained us there. Measurement of the stature. You get it. And, 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 we are using measurement just for you to understand what what he's trying to say. At least you can relate it to, I mean, our physical measurement and all that. So, the one we are supposed to put on is who? Is Christ. And we are supposed to go up into Christ in all things. And when we understand this, you realize that now we begin to operate beyond the boundaries of this three-dimensional world. You get it. The three-dimensional world has his what, limitations. But then, the kind of work that has been handed over to us is a spiritual work. You cannot do this work uh, with your physical mind, with your physical understanding. It, you, 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 you do something, but it will not work. You get it. You'll be worn out. So we must understand that for us to really go beyond these things, our operation must be beyond this three-dimensional world. And that is what calls for our fellowship with the one who has called us. He is our source. And we must go up into him in all things. 
for this purpose we were sent so that you also grow up and become a saint one unto others i'm a gift to you you're a gift unto others just as many people are gifts in their families because they form what pillars and foundations of families yeah so this is it how do we become what we ought to become first of all you need to recognize the gift hallelujah recognition of the gift a lot of people fail to see the gifts that are around them a lot of people fail to see the gifts that are around them i'm ending a lot of people what fail to see the gift so for instance when you look into the life of abraham how come abraham saw that this man these strangers were what at all prompted abraham to just try and entertain them because in this our world i mean <laughs> these days it's 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 not the best to talk with strangers you get it it's not the best to work, to talk with strangers but then this man went closer and then invited them entertained them it is true that he got to know the counsel of god concerning what was about to happen and it is true that god rescued his word so he recognized them he received them he honored them and through that we saw that he got revelation of what was about to happen in the near uh, in the near future so you need to be able to recognize you have to be spiritually what sensitive to recognize or else you become familiar with the gifts around you and they will never benefit you just like the um, the in the days of jesus that he could not be of great blessing to them you can see that the people that jesus was great great blessing to that he gave the greatest testimony of the ones that he spoke about they were all outside his his people well, outside his book, one of them was, was a soldier man. Saying that ah, I'm a man of authority. I lord over what hundreds of soldiers. I tell a man, go. And then he does. So you just speak a word. Hallelujah. He said, Wow, wow, what a great thing. You get it. And then the other person is the woman that was crying for healing. You see. And then he said that, oh, if if the healing uh, or if the bread is for the children. What about the crumbs that fall upon the, the ground? At least the dogs can eat. Said, wow. What manner of faith is this? He has not seen this kind of faith in the whole of what Israel. So the people that Jesus gave the greatest testimony about were not his own people. Though even when he was sending them, he sent them to the household of Israel. His greatest testimony of the faith of others was outside his own group because his people were so familiar with him learn not to be familiar with your minister of god learn not to be familiar with the people that god has what uh, placed around you i always say that one of the things that hinder a lot of progress even in ministries is the things which happen in, among people in ministry and i think in the near in the in few days to come i'll really teach on these things we fail to submit ourselves one to the other i don't know where these things come from i don't know i don't know whether it's an evil heart that i have to do deliverance for like we must learn to submit ourselves to one another in love. We must learn. I don't know where that thing comes from, but I believe that if you are in good fellowship with the Holy Spirit, if you are building up yourself in God's word, you won't fight with a brother concerning a matter which can easily be settled. You know, sometimes we easily get offended. You know, 
like some of the scenarios, I can give very, very interesting, but then when, when, you, when you analyze everything, you can say they are very, very funny scenarios. These things are not supposed to be what named amongst us. Far be it from us. So please, let's learn to submit ourselves one to the other in a way of love. I believe that with that, we will have a lot of success in ministry. Mm-hmm. It's the same way for our couples too. Mm-hmm. We need to learn to submit ourselves one to the what other by so doing. I believe that I mean the relationship between Christ and the church will be reflected in our in our marriages and relationships. Okay. Yeah. So recognizing the gift, receiving the gift, honoring the gift, and then that will lead into growing up into a gift. Hallelujah. Amen. So basically that's efficiency. So Jesus gave the gift unto men when he rose, he 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 descended and then went into the highest of the heavens. And then the gift he gave, you must be able to what, recognize the gifts. Then you receive them. Then you honor them. Because if you honor them, you receive whatever reward that they have for you. And I want to realize that when you begin to honor them, the grace that is upon their lives begins to work for you. Do you get it? The grace upon their lives begins to work for you. I don't know any any God that just came up like that, just appeared from nowhere. There might not be enough history written about those ministers, but some way, somehow, they encountered men one way or the other. You get it? And then they honored the grace upon such men. That is how come mantles fall on people. That is how come there are transfers of graces and anointings in the lives of people. By looking at a man, by communing with men, by communing with their tapes, by reading their books, by giving, by whatever, whatever way which shows the way of honor, you realize that you can tap into such graces upon uh, the ministers of God. And then, when that happens, you yourself begins to grow and you become like the gift that you honored. It's a basic principle. If, 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 if you are if you are even a younger pastor and you've not honor your, 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 your senior pastor or your minister of God, hardly before others will honor you. I always say that what happens at the top part of the leadership is always reflected as it goes down. It will be so difficult. Like You don't know why it is happening this way, but it is the seeds that you have sown, which is just, you are just reaping its benefits. I call it not curses because I see good. Amen. Okay. So, I said a missing revelation that has spoiled ordinariness instead of dominion, greatness, leadership, and fruitfulness is because of man not recognizing, receiving, and honoring the gift that God has given unto them. That is it. If you, if you realize what I quoted, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, all is dependent on what we receive in the men that God has given unto us. If you want to become a gift, you need to follow a gift. Mm. Follow a gift in order to become a gift. That is what I can say. Let's be upstanding and let's bless the name of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. 
this morning. We thank you for life that has been spoken to us. Lord, we pray that you charter the course of our life according to the ways of your spirit. May we be strengthened with might by your spirit in our innermost being. May our perception of spirituality, may our perception of, of ministry, may our perception of love for the brethren be transformed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you touch the spiritual life of each and everyone here in a special way. Lord, I pray that you begin to stir up spiritual encounters in the name of Jesus. Show them the ways of honoring gifts so that they become greater gifts to their generations in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the gift of faith, for the gift of life. We thank you for the measure of grace given to every man here. We thank you for impartations of the Spirit received from heaven in the life of this man. We thank you that the world is blessed because this man have responded to the call. Because when you see us, you see gifts. When you see us, you see graces. When you see us, you see generations. When you see us, you see growth. Lord, we agree with you in the same mind and in the same spirit. And we say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank you for all things. We thank you for perfection. In the name of Jesus, we pray with thanksgiving. Can we all shout a big amen? Amen. amen. Give a hand offering to the Lord. <laughs>